Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hunters Hunted 2 Corruption. Join us as we tell the tale of four men bonded by their fear and hatred of the hidden monsters that reside in Washington, D.C. in September of 2009. Only time will tell of Jebediah, played by Adam B., Robert, played by Adam C., Walter, played by Chris, and Dr. Turner, played by Tillman, will survive together in this story ran by Andrew. Hunters Hunted 2 is a Vampire the Masquerade 20th Anniversary Edition expansion set in the world of darkness. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or find us on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. We left off with most of the guys, not everyone, most of the guys kind of having like their little like barbecue grilling experience. You guys spend some time just bullshitting, hanging out, drinking a couple of beers, and just talking with Nathan, who he seems like a really cool dude, you know? He's just kind of like glad to be around people and interacting with everyone and not on his own at this time. And after after a little while, you know, he'll end up taking his leave. Give it like an hour or two. He's gonna he's gonna be like, well, you know, it was great. You know, thanks guys for, you know, let me hang out and all that kind of stuff. And he'll say his goodbyes. Um, unless you guys have any specific conversations you wanted to have before he takes off. Um, I definitely, while being very respectful to Nathan as he's Jeb's friend, you know, I would definitely like introduce myself to him or something while he was there, but definitely not going to engage in him too much. And I'll be more than willing to let him go on his way when he does decide to just, well, it was really nice to meet you. Uh, Nathan, was it? And, yeah, you know, yeah, and he's he's very much uh, just trying to, you know, be really just distracted while he's there, and it's just like, okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta go. It's getting, you know, it's like seven thirty, seven forty-five, whatever. You know, he's got to go. So you guys have a little bit of time, and I imagine that, like, I just, I just not gonna not gonna say what your character does, Tillman, but I imagine that. Dr. Turner is also going to be heading over towards... Yeah, definitely. Place. He wouldn't want to be staying home. Like he, uh, I think Denise wanted to drive there and pick up some stuff. Yeah, and she has a key, so you could let her oh, just... Oh, it's true. She could just do it, and you can leave it be, or you can go with her. Yeah, maybe she'll even do that. I was thinking maybe he'd be there with her. Like try to make it quick, like even help her to the extent like that she leaves sooner and he can be on his own again. But that works yeah. too. He just leaves uh, her. Let's her like just do what she needs to do and Yeah. Okay. So after after this I guess disappointing dinner with your wife, you go to hang out with the guys, right? Yeah. Okay. So we can skip right to that. So Dr. Turner arrives. Like with uh, Robert, there is a, uh, you know, you guys are all aware before he gets there that there's, you know, someone there because of the cameras. I, uh, before I like going, because I, I would like to go to the door and greet him. But um, be- before I do, I look at Jebediah and I'm like, uh, 
Jebediah, you think it's time that we take this conversation downstairs we're about to have? Yeah, man, just let me uh, make uh, our new arrival something, you know, I got like, I still got some venison and I got this here. Man, someone's got to eat the possum burgers. I mean, what's wrong with possum burgers? It's a delicacy, I'm sure, that um, takes this a while. This is delicious. <laughs> I understand. Yes, I understand, Jebediah. Uh, yes, just let me go get the door. Burger. I ain't going to tell him what it is. Don't tell him. Okay, you do that. You do that. <laughs> I just like right. turn around as long as I don't have to eat the possum. And I walk towards <laughs> the door and I kind of like open the door and kind of like, I guess, watch as Dr. Turner comes walking up. Gregory. Hey there, Walter. How you doing, Gregory? Not that good. What? I right, stop for a second. What's what's wrong? Uh, I think me and my wife are finally uh, done with it. Well... Gregory, come here, come here, Gregory, come here. I kind of like open my arms up for him. Yeah, uh, let him bro hug me, I guess. I, as I hug him, I'm like, they're just a distraction, Gregory. They're just a distraction of the cause. Don't worry. I kind of like put my hands on the side of his shoulders and I look at him like, I have some ecstasy. I'll give you a pill of it tonight. It's therapy. No, no, what? Look, just let's go inside. Uh, yeah, we'll go talk downstairs. The gang's here and we'll talk. But seriously, put some thought into the ecstasy. Ecstasy was actually used in the 70s and the 80s as like a as a marital uh, marital. And uh, <laughs> I just keep rambling about how the yeah. sex and marriage counseling. Rick just walks away. <laughs> no comment anymore. <laughs> I said, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Jebediah, hey gang, Jebediah has some food for you. Let's uh, let's take this downstairs. I believe that. Um, Richard has something he wishes to speak to us about. Robert. I got, I got this here burger Robert. for you. I mean, you can put some like pickles. We got some ketchup, uh, mustard, and uh, there's beer in the fridge. You got a small one? I already had steak. I mean... I mean, you don't have to finish the whole thing. Oh, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, when we, so you're saying like to get to the bunker, you were saying Jebediah, like we have to like walk around some fallen trees and like crawl underneath something. And then there's like a door to go down underground. You have security five, right? Yes. Yeah. That's like maximum security, like thumbprints, eye scanners, like full on high tech bullshit too. I love that. I love that. Like right yeah, now, so probably here. like a key, a swipe card and a handprint scanner. All of them required or like you can't get in. I can picture us being so drunk we can't figure out the right way we're supposed to, like, sometimes, you know. Like, Robert would definitely be upset with how, how hard it is. This is, like, harder than he even understands, you know. It's just like, Jesus Christ, why is it such a pain in the ass to get down here? Man, you got to use your other hand. Question, would we, since we have Luxury 3, could we say we have, like, a stereo system, like a, like a surround sound stereo system to where, like, if we go down there, I can ask Jebediah if he'll throw in, like, Pink Floyd's The Wall or something like that in there while we're talking? Yeah, three dots of Luxury? Yeah, sure. You can have whatever the fuck you want, man. So after we well, scan man, in... Whatever, but still. Yeah. After we scan in and walk down, I'm like, hey, Jebediah, do you mind if I uh, put on some Pink Floyd? Yeah, man, go right ahead. I, I think I still got some bluegrass in there, but y'all can pull out whatever you want. I mean, there's that MP3 stuff. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some beers down because I I want more beer. You do that, Jub You do that. And as I like start turning on the music and everything, and um, well, I would take one like, for me. I need to catch up, I guess. Yeah, but I, I threw some buds in the in the fridge. Seeing that this is like uh, this Jebediah's like baby right here or whatever. What would what like? I guess asking 
either Andrew or Jebediah, like, like, where do we talk? Do we talk like, is there like a lounge area or somewhere? What would you imagine that Jebediah, how you design this? Yeah, there's probably like a central room where everyone can, you know, sit, relax, couple of couches, the stereo system, maybe a TV, some security monitors, seeing what's going on outside. How many, how many dots were there in size? Uh, size is two. So it's like four rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So there should be, there's, that's feasible to have like a room for just like you guys are meeting. Definitely. Cool. So yeah, I just sit down there, wait for Jebediah. As, as Jebediah is um, going to, to grab the beers, I'm going to shout for him to grab the folder underneath the, the stack of magazines. Hey Jeb, can you go ahead and bring down that folder when you go up there? It's it's right underneath the magazines on your table. Okay, man. I, I I can find it. Totally disregarding that he's trusting a uh, complete <laughs> civilian with with these like highly classified FBI documents. But they're they're his real, you know, they're who he really trusts, not necessarily the bureau. So. Jeb is totally gonna read through that folder. He'll leaf through it real quickly before he comes down. Robert okay. definitely would um, expect, that. expect nothing less. As you're as you're coming down the stairs and or well into the like sub terranean like level that you guys have and leafing through these documents, you can see that uh, it is indeed a FBI case file uh, detailing a murder um, or series mm -hmm. of murders, multiple four that are linked together. They believe that you know just kind of mm -hmm. glancing through it that there's like hints that like oh the, these might be related in some way because of how similar they all are all these cases are so like alike that it's like it's very unlikely that they are not related in some way so because they're all pastors and they've all been like shot like multiple times to the point of death so and there's you know pictures gruesome photographs of murder scenes and you can just get get all this like as you're flipping through mm -hmm some heavy stuff it is it is and you it's you you would get more if you had time to like go pour through it but you know you're just kind of flipping through and you're like oh 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 ew well that dog just won't hunt hey jeb will uh toss the folder on top of the cooler full of beer and he'll take it down with him He'll probably futz with the uh, security system getting back down a little bit you know he'll put his hand like half on the handprint scanner a couple of times, not quite hitting it just right, because he's a little beyond tipsy at this point. <laughs> God damn it! Scan my hand, and then I'll come down. I got the beer. Y'all want anything else? I mean, I we could do some more grilling. Are you anybody hungry still? I'm I'll good. take another beer. Oh yeah, beer. Want chips or nothing? Or I got I got some like uh, what was that stuff? It's that green shit the Mexicans like. I got some of that in the fridge. Guacamole. Guacamole. Guacamole, bring it down. Yeah, that, that there, guacamole. I got that. Hold on. Let me go get it real quick. <laughs> and he'll he'll run back and grab some chips and the guacamole. <laughs> hey, real Once quick. Once again, he'll we... fuck up with the security system. Then he'll come down. <laughs> real quick before we dive into the specifics of like the scene and like, you guys kind of all sit down and talk. Uh, out of character, I want to just bring up this little little discussion okay something i just noticed flipping through the book five dots security you have a one-of-a-kind security feature on your base like no other base is going to have this specific 
security feature. It can be anything from like waterfalls, mountain passes that are like geographical boundaries, like super unique things. So you guys have any ideas you want to throw out there for that real quick? That's a good question. Can we have Man. like a supernatural sensor? I don't think oh. any of us realized how- I like I, I don't want to break the game, but I mean, that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm that. not against that. I'm not against that. It's it's just we need to like establish like how something like that would make sense. Concoction from the Arcanum, maybe, or like a body scanner. How about how like, about this? How about this? Hmm? Here's an idea. Or going off of that, a special type of like sensor from the Arcanum that is able to um, detect. Not just like uh, body something like stuff, but even like f falsified signals, you know, things like that for like, oh, oh shit, that's a vampire. Yeah, something like aspects too as a machine, and it can fail. Maybe we can establish like a role, but I, I don't want it to fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's that's a thing that I saw that could be a plot point. So and... say that one more time. You said something that reads if something's a vampire. Yeah, like like a like a, a scanner of some kind that'll like yeah. read like body temperatures and stuff and might even like be able to see like when you're faking like you know using Vitae to Oh yeah yeah I'm down for that. Like, and would that be like yeah. at the entrance? Could we have yeah, that as like right at the entrance like a thing like oh this person's a vampire you will know. We'll Maybe like some alarm. Sort of super sensitive thermal camera tapped yeah. into a computer that will analyze heat signatures and identify whether or not someone's alive. Yeah. Can we Is have that? that? Yeah, can we have that at the yeah. shack too or just at the entrance of our bunker? Your base. It has to be at your base. Okay, the bunker. Yeah. Can we have it to where it sets an alarm if it like reads through it like so someone doesn't have to like yeah. be watching your computer? Okay. Is that, what, that. Is that what we're going with? Yeah, yeah I'm down for that. Yeah. And we all oh, get texted yeah. okay. if it detects something amiss. <laughs> like all of our phones ring as our pal. Sure. <laughs> it's like, vampire detected in all caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I love that. Okay. Real cheesy, but I, I just... All right. All right. So you're all there. You're in the room. Jeb has returned. He's got he's got the guacamole, beer, the file. Got to light a joint. Jeb is totally going to pull out a gun and start cleaning it. Dude, we don't have AC down here. Don't smoke. I'm just banning uh, the, the <laughs> marijuana smell away from away from me. I put it out in the ashtray. That's right by the sorry. I, what y'all talking about? We got a great there ventilation system. You think I didn't think of that? Then I'll light it again. <laughs> okay, sorry. I've, maybe I've been in the wrong bunkers. <laughs> I blow it to the vent, you know, as out of respect. I have like a little aerosol thing where I spray it once in a while just to get this smell out. Use the secret bunker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you wish to speak to us, Richard. What what was it that what's going on at work? Well, I got assigned to a case. And I was telling Robert, and maybe you guys can help me with this. I think Robert is being too hard on on himself. I, I feel that Robert, perhaps of all of us, puts himself more at risk. Than any of us being in the belly of the beast like that. But now Robert's given the opportunity. His supervisors obviously feel that he can contribute if they're giving him a case. And I think that we should all morally support Robert and reaffirm that he is capable of handling such things. I just kind of shake my head at Walter and I'm just like, right. Well, I mean, he, he ain't going to be down here unless he knows what he's doing. 
We ain't got time for no like uh, you know shit bags. Thank you, Jebediah. The, exactly. My thoughts exactly. Well, listen, guys. Before you before y'all go on getting excited, uh, this probably doesn't have anything to do with hunting. Still has something to do with the brother, and we are here to support you. <laughs> I mean, if if you need help with something at work, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, we 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 can do this shit against you know normal folk if they you know go off the rails enough. Uh, Robert will kind of uh, take notice of where. Walter is, is blowing the smoke from his joint and kind of go ahead and stand next to the, the vent and, and light up a cigarette, just, you know, holding it, holding it between the metal, the metal um, grating of the vent just to keep the cigarette smoke from, you know, filling the room up. And he'll just be like, it's not the case itself. It's just the fact that I haven't done a case since, you know, I haven't even told Maria yet. Like Jebba Diop. Has said plenty of times that is some bullshit right there. You've been working on cases, just not for the FBI. Amen. Thank you. And when it comes to your wife, well, you know my opinion on wives and the cause, but you choose you choose to still have her. And um, hey, what she doesn't know makes her less of a liability. Thought about whether I'm even gonna tell her at all. Then don't. There's no need to. I mean, I, I get this idea of wives. I mean, like you're going to limit yourself to one woman. <sighs> I find that I was successful in my career as a distinguished reporter because I did not allow myself to be distracted. Of course I had flings and relationships on the side, but I always knew what my priorities were. I'm going to disagree with this idiot here. <laughs> but... I was going to ask, like, how does that make Dr. Turner feel? Like he's, uh, this is, this is a, a harsh, uh, kind of thing to be faced with right in this moment. Out of character, really quick. Um, Greg has only told Walter about the dinner, right? I think so. Okay. So I, I am completely oblivious as to why this could possibly be offensive to Greg. Well, Greg probably looks really down right now. Like he's uh, he's happy to be there, but uh, it's not his best day. I'm sorry, Greg. I was being un- I was being not as sensitive as I should, and I apologize. Um, no, right now is not the time for you to hear such things come from me. I digressed, and I sincerely apologize from the bottom of my heart. You know I care about you, Gregory, and I do care about your feelings. Wait, wait, is something going on? What's this here? Gregory's wife has decided that their marriage is not going to work out in the end, unfortunately due to circumstances that Gregory cannot control, it seems, that she has decided to move on. But I reminded Gregory that this is better for the cause and how they women are nothing but distractions. And now he can be more focused. And we are his family. And we... And I was very grateful for your counsel. Oh, yeah. For, for real, man. I mean, now, now you're all free and shit. I mean, we can get us some hookers. I, I know some ladies. Robert, you were saying... <laughs> Wait, what now? Robert, you were saying. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm for real. I mean, I'll, I'll pay. Jebediah, Robert is Jebediah. just shaking his head. Just Jebediah, right not, now's not the time. He's even gonna, he's even gonna just go and and just take the take the joint from Walter's hand and just take a take a deep puff before handing it back to him. Oh man, this is like, perfect time. I mean, you, you guys gotta get him much, some man. shit to get over this mess. Jebediah, 
You got I mean, get, get a couple of ladies. And, I mean, you know, we got the shack. We got, you know, the woods out here. I mean, it's just perfect. You throw down a blanket, it's all good. Out of character, I think like there will be times Jebediah starts going like this, and 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 uh, Walter will try to interject to stop him from going off. And after like twice, every time, like Walter realizes that he like he knows the times so he won't be able to stop him, so he just kind of like sits back and waits for him <laughs> to get done. And then he waits, like he knows once Jebediah starts going down that going down whatever path, if he doesn't stop after two Walter warnings, then he'll just like let him get it out of his system, you know? Yes. So. We could speak of this diff- later. And again, Greg, Gregory, I apologize, but maybe this will take your mind off it, right? Yes. There you go. A win-win situation. I put a hand on, on Greg's shoulder and I just say, I'm here for you, man. You let me know about them hookers. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so- anyway, Robert, I mean, you can talk to us about things that bore you, but I think that's definitely something you can talk to your wife too as well. Well, I hope you can. You know... Maria and the kid, they really are everything to me. They're, they're why I do this. They're why I do any of it. But at the same time, maybe they'd be better off if they just had no idea. And I think I probably won't tell them, at least not yet. I don't want her to worry about me being on the field. I mean, this seems like just your you know, typical murder case. And hey, that's, that's why I joined up to do cases like this. But it's just been so long since I've been out in the field and... I think Maria's grown kind of accustomed of, you know, she, when I tell her I'm going to work, she, she can picture me at the office, at the desk. This is going to be different. This is going to involve me going around, looking into things. She might see it as me putting myself in danger. I mean, if she only had any idea, some of the things that, you know, you guys can testify, you know, some of the things that we've seen in this world, ah, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe maybe You're this is a good thing for you. I mean, you, y'all might lose some weight running around and doing this. Could be good for your health. And maybe your daughter and looks up to you and your your wife is... Yeah, you're a goddamn hero. Proud of you that you're going out like that. Exactly. You are a soldier. You know... You're a soldier, Robert. The one thing I wish for in this life, you know, besides besides the safety of my family, obviously, is that I can give Robbie Jr. somebody... That when he, I want Robbie Jr., when he thinks of his dad, he'll think of him as a good man, as a hero, as somebody who did the right thing. Sometimes I'm not really sure what we're doing. Robert, let me tell you this. If anything was to happen to you, your family would be taken care of and your boy would know the truth about you. I would make sure that, along with your soon-to-be ex-wife too, Gregory, we are all in this together. And so are the ones that are close to us. Some of us don't have people close to us and we don't have to put those thoughts in our heads. But know this, Robert, like I said, anything happens to you in this war of ours, I'll make sure you're taken care of. Robert puts a cigarette in the ashtray and just kind of sinks into a chair again. He's definitely feeling the effects of the marijuana. Um, It reminds him of himself as a younger Robert. Uh, before he got involved in law enforcement, he's listening. He's taking in the Pink Floyd that's playing, and he's just kind of zoning out, looking at the closed folder on the table, just kind of like he he points at it while it's still on the table, and he just goes, "So did I did I tell you guys the kicker of this one though?" No. What is it? So it's it's a murder case I'm looking into, right? Guess what all these Vicks have in common? What's that? Priests. What do you make of it? 
pretty crazy, right? Catholic, you mean? Yeah, Catholic. Weird. Mm-hmm. Real, real quick. Not all Catholic. No. Okay. Oh, My okay. mistake. There, uh, the most recent was Catholic. Yes. Okay. But not all of them are Catholic. Okay, so I probably I don't I might not have even caught that my first look. I'm just like okay, like yeah. well I don't know if they're all Catholic, but they're all church guys. Yeah, the, the very recent one was from a Catholic church, but the rest of them were not. I think one of them was a Baptist preacher, and one of their Episcopalians. Robert, oh, not even surprised that um, Jeb has gone ahead and taken a look. He'll just uh. He'll just pick it up and kind of throw it, kind of throw it to Walter. Not like throw it hard, but just kind of like when you pick something up and you kind of like just toss it over to the next person's lap or whatever. I grab the folders and I look at stand up and I look at everyone and I'm like, do you think we need the dry erase board for this? Hey, bring it out. All right. So I imagine we have like this. We have one of those dry erase boards that are like on wheels. You know what I mean? That you can kind of like pull. You know what I'm saying? Pull, and it's about like the size of like a chalkboard, I would imagine. So no, like, I'm like, I'm like yeah. shaking my hands. I'm like, listen, fellas, you don't have to do this. I can, I can look into it myself. I just, hey, you I just, just needed to vent. I just needed to vent. Okay. But but do you That's mean cool. it? Yeah. Do I mean it? No. I, yeah. I um Robert definitely wants him to help because <laughs> okay he's unsure he can he can deal with this on his own and to him right now this is just a just a murder case it has nothing to do with uh the supernatural or, or the yeah, occult totally. or vampires no. or anything like that it's Not got something all. weird to it and you know but robert being a member of the fbi like understands that most things are crazy people and while there is some even weirder stuff than that he he is smart enough to realize that most things can be explained normally you can just explain it away using like the truth, like what just, you know, what actually happened here. But to him, that's what this is right now. He hasn't, um, I think the last time he did any kind of special affairs work was, was when his colleague, his partner met, met uh, their demise. So he's not even, his brain's not even going there yet, you know? Maybe doesn't even want to go there yet. Maybe. Oh, definitely wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't. I mean, you know, Bobby. I mean, we're we're all in this together. I mean, why wouldn't we help you? All right, Point. bust out the board. So I kind of pull the board along, and then I like, you know, take the green marker and I put the cap on it, smell it real quick, and then I'm like, okay, so how many victims do we have total here? Hey, hey, none of that marker sniffing shit. Okay. Not only who's in the house. Okay, give me, and I go and I grab my beer and it's koozie or whatever that you call it and then like take a drink and set it down. How many victims are there total, Robert? Uh, flipping through the folder again, he's like uh, four, I think. Yeah, there were four. So I write down four. And the different denominations, we said they were, one was Catholic, and I write it on the board. One was Episcopalian. What was the other two? We got one of them Baptist preachers. I looked at the thing for a freaking second. I haven't even. Well, now it's time to look at it, Robert. So another's Baptist. So we have one more. Protestant. Uh, Protestant. All yeah, right. You Robert. guys guessed them all pretty much just making shit up okay. off your head. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, okay. Let me, let me, let me lay this down for you. Yeah. Most recent St. Patrick's Catholic church. Okay. Then there's St. John's Episcopal church 
in Lafayette Square. Then there's the Metropolitan Community Church of Washington, D.C., which is a Protestant church. And then the First Baptist Church of the city of Washington, D.C. And those are the four locations. And the murders that occurred there were, again, against pastors slash priests slash whatever the title is for that specific denomination. They were all shot, right? Mm-hmm. All of them were shot to death. Were they all shot exactly once, or was it a combat scenario? Like I'm, I'm obviously like looking at the pictures and discussing with Jebediah. They all, they all died from multiple gunshot wounds from multiple guns. Did the ballistics match between the uh, murders? In two of them, they did. In the St. Patrick's Catholic Church and the First Baptist Church. But the others did not match anything. And again, there were ballistics from multiple guns in each one. And there was one gun that matched in those two murders. So that as other than the denomination, like, or the connection of them being like, you know, pastors slash priests, and that there's multiple guns, like they just got gunned down, just murdered. Like, other than that, the only real connection is that, hey, at least one gun was used in two. Let, let me see that file real quick. I'll go ahead and I'll I'll hand the the file over to Mitch, and I kind of just push myself up out of the seat. I grab one of the dry erase markers, and I kind of just start scrolling down the dates, just as like separate like subsections, just like murder one date, murder two date, murder three date, so on and so forth. And then I'm kind of just standing up there at the board, just like waiting for input so I can start start filling in some of these blanks. Jeb will um, leaf through the file real quick to see if there was any sort of like interfaith council that they were on or any sort of common project that they were all involved with. Okay. Anything else? The dates. What like what what are the time frames? Like was they happen like consecutively? Were they close together, spaced apart, or like, you know, like the time range of these murders? They're all within the last two months. Two months? But, uh, yeah, the furthest back was two months ago, but uh, they're all within that range. Hmm. I have one more. Um, where exactly were the uh, bodies found, and was it in the same place that the the gunfight took place, or were they moved in between? All of them were inside the church, in like the area where they have their their ceremonies, you know, like right there at like the altar or whatever. Every single mm -hmm. uh, one has like a different internal kind of structure, but they all have like either like a stage or like a uh, dais where someone is standing to go and give their sermons and everything. And all of them were found near where you would expect the priest or pastor to be standing as they're giving a sermon. So there was an event going on. Does the document say anything about that? No, no, there's no, like, they were just found there. Like, okay. they were okay. murdered in the middle of the night, and then, like, moved there. somebody found them in the morning. Okay, okay, I understand. Um, do any of the dates of the murders stand out as, like, any kind of cult or, or like, religious holiday? But, and I can roll if need be, but I'm just, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I no, look at you the don't dates... need to roll, no. Okay. They don't stand out in that way. Okay, cool. I'm going to do a thing that I like to do with my local group, okay? Kind of do like a quick little like rundown, breakdown of the session. And it's kind of like an XP award kind of system that I like to use. 
Okay. So I want to ask a couple of questions to everybody in general. Feel free to answer as you see fit. Okay. So first off, I want to know how what is one thing that you learned either in character or out of character in this game session? Anybody I, can start. I learned that uh that Robert is full of self-doubt and like you know what I mean and doesn't feel as confident as you think someone would in our line of work. You know, Mike like uh I guess as a player I learned that too and that him and Dr. Turner are both full of like internal pain and like kind of like you know what i mean things that are you know can be somewhat as um distractions uh greg learned that he isn't really on top of things right now he doesn't really uh have his emotions under control and well he learned that uh his wife is uh making an end to their marriage right now and is trying to come to terms with it Deep shit. Pretty heavy, man. Jebediah learned that even though he's been through some shit and no longer has a lot of the attachments that some of the other guys have, the other guys still have these attachments and they still mean quite a bit to them. That is true. Adam, you were saying something earlier. Um, I think so. I learned that Robert will definitely he's he's uh, influenced by Walter more than he would like to admit. He tries to write off a lot of the, uh, you know, he tries to, he probably secretly deep down on the outside, like writes off the group as like, you know, they're wacky people, but they are, they're hunters and they're, they're true to the, to the code or whatever. So like, I have to, you know, they're my, they're my true allies. But, you know, when he, when he smoked the joint, he, he realized that he is like more capable of doing things that he thinks he's against than uh, he realized before. And that, you know, he probably would follow this group pretty far, actually. Okay. And I would also like to know, what's one, like, role-playing thing that another player did that you liked? Okay. I'll say Tillman right now because of the the, the interactions with the wife and, like, the whole react and playing off that botch and making that botch, like, uh, you know, the, the intensity Tillman had. Like, no, 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 I want to play out this botch that happened. Like, he had it in his head and just, just my reactions during seeing that were exactly like watching a fucking television show or a movie where I was, like, eating my trail mix. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's why you guys saw my faces earlier, like, me, because I was getting into it. So, kudos to both you, Tillman, and Andrew on that. That was pretty rad. Okay, cool. Jeb, uh, being at the the 9-11 memorial commemoration and how he became teary-eyed and also salutes soldiers and thanks them for their service, uh, I think that Jeb is like, he's like the most like nice, hospitable like character ever, even, you know, even though he's like a gun nut survivalist. He's a super nice friend who cooks for his friends, uh, is there for his friends when they're having troubles. You know, I just thought it was like, uh, it was really awesome. It wasn't really how I was expecting it, you know? I, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I was not expecting him to be such a warm, hospitable dude. And like, yeah, I just definitely was, uh, that was pretty cool. I was really, well, uh, really happy with how you played your character, Adam, um, Adam 2 specifically. So, not Jebediah. <laughs> um, also with Jebediah, but I like how you um, mentioned in passing all his nervous mannerisms. 
like getting a huge mug of coffee and then putting a little vodka in there and then smoking and uh, then um, losing his breath after taking five stairs or something like that. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> just like the little little details. I like. Uh, I really enjoyed Chris's character pushing the drugs. Yeah, man, let's trip balls. Let's get stoned. <laughs> let's just get naked and smoke DMT. Yeah, it's because I just want it to be so. I don't want it to be like a Hunter S. Thompson, where like his personality matches it. So I want him to have like a pretty straight laced personality when he talks, but then just randomly throw that in there. Like, you know what would help? Ecstasy. <laughs> you all put four XP on your sheet. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. Hi, Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
Neon Masquerade. The Demon's Mirror. Thirteen Candles. Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more. <laughs>